0: Thanks for being here, everyone. Happy Friday. We've got a lot to get into. Yes, this suspect, his name is Zion Teasley. Zion William Teasley, 22-year-old uh, young man. And I'm I'm digging. I'm doing a lot of uh, looking right now into who this guy is. We do know he's been to prison before. Um, as far as what he actually did versus what he pleaded guilty to, I think, is an important part of this, which we'll get into later on. What was his motives? Um, What's going through this young guy's head? But this is a very difficult situation. So as the morning goes on, as I get more information that I can confirm, I will tell you and I know that KTAR News is all over this this morning. This is going to be a huge, huge story throughout the day. Um, plan to start this morning and talk about the economy. I think that's a great place for us to start. The jobless numbers, the job growth totals far exceeded expectations in spite of what we do know the economy is slowing down. People are buying less. The job market contains very, very strong. Um, so the revised numbers from the previous month and how much – what, where the job growth is right now in America, this is an ABC News report.
1: We did see jobs added in professional and business services, healthcare, leisure and hospitality. We've been seeing that sort of month over month as we continue uh, to come out of the pandemic and those areas come back to life. We did see little change though in other major industries like manufacturing, construction and transportation. Do you want to note the February and March numbers were revised to show 149,000 fewer jobs added in those months but overall a picture of a very strong job market despite a lot of headwinds.
0: So uh as Strong job market we're going to see a shift here in arizona we 're a bit of an anomaly as we move into the summer months. We know that we will not see a lot of growth or we usually don 't see a lot of growth in the hospitality industry it 's when we slow down our tourist season, much like the southeastern United States, Florida, and other places tourist season is between Thanksgiving and Easter because of that 's when our weather is better than you know big parts of the country. So we may not see it in hospitality, but we are going to see health care we, we know we're going to see construction job growth continue. So now the wage increases. This is the part of it that's concerning to so many people.
1: We saw that wages month over month up half a percent, year over year up 4.4 percent. So wages not keeping up with inflation, but still ticking up a little bit.
0: So we are seeing a small increase in wages, which is good news, but not nearly enough to keep up with inflation. So people are struggling, and they're not able to find those jobs that are going to make sure they get their their nut covered every month. And so that's where it's it's, uh, troubling. A couple of the stories that I think are really important, one of them is uh, Zero Hedge is a great website to go to if you want to get financial news. Uh, They really do a good job in breaking things down with the economy, and you can break it down a bunch of different ways. It's a great website. Right. Um one of the headlines says it's going to be bumpy. The world's largest shipping container uh, company warns of a downturn. They are seeing they this company Maersk. You, have you seen them before? Moeller, Maersk AS. They uh, ship about twenty percent of the world's goods on the seas, so they have a huge market share of the shipping containers that are shipped, you know, overseas and uh, by by ship, obviously. And they say that they are seeing a slowdown and a downturn on people's shipping. So this is going to have that effect in the weeks to come. Um, The IRS came out with an interesting study, the migration data, New York, California, and Illinois, all lost people and wealth, Florida and Texas, big winners of those wealthy people moving to those states. The latest IRS state-by-state migration data is based on tax returns filed in 2020 and 2021 and so uh, the florida is the na- nation's perennial winner gaining in 2020 the most net people at 256,000 and the most net adjusted growth income 39 billion. dollars. Texas followed with 175,000 people and 10.9 billion in AGI. In contrast, California, New York, and Illinois once again experienced some of the nation's biggest losses. California lost more people than any other state, losing 332,000 people, taking $29 billion out of that economy to other states. What you do and how you set up for people to come to your state matters. It is a big deal. And when you look at this, it is one of the questions that people should be asking of your local and state government. Are we attracting the people that we want. We tax the things we want less of. We subsidize the things we want more of. Arizona has done a very good job, and I don't think the job is done. It is not done. But what they did was set the economy in motion to diversify and continue to move forward. What will we do as voters and our policies? We argue sometimes about things that are silly. I think they're silly. Uh, instead of the... Um, Important things. If you look at the things that I think Governor Ducey, our former governor, as time goes on, because in the immediacy of everything, there's a big fight. But over time, history will tell the story of how people feel about that person in power. And I think Governor Ducey is going to have two legacies. One of them is going to be the diversification of the economy and the direction we started going there. The other is going to be school choice. Good, bad, or indifferent, those will be the two things he will be remembered for. And if you look at where the economy has gone in Arizona, it has gone in the right direction. Will we continue that trend? When you look at other states that have been very successful, Texas being one of them, Florida being the other, what do those places have in common? They have a no state income tax. So you have businesses and individuals moving there. And then the criticism always is, yeah, but they have higher taxes in other places. That's true. The states are going to get the money they need to operate. There's no doubt about it. But how they get it. Now, Florida is a much bigger tourist destination than Arizona, although we have a big tourism industry, Florida with its beaches and with Disney and with the other things that it has is a huge place for tourism. And so a lot of their stuff, a lot of the the ways that they make their money is through tourists. And so there are taxes and fees on hotel rooms and other things that, that pay a lot of what they do. But... Arizona is not far behind in tourism, and we have a great structure here where we've made the taxes lower for individuals and for businesses, and what we've seen in return is an increase in revenue. We have even gotten to the point where we have a a rainy day fund, and people are upset about that. We should be spending the money, but – we will wrestle with this in the years to come. Will we maintain this pro-business, pro-wealth, um, and will drag everybody up with them. If you own a home, as home values go up, your price of your home will go up. Wages go up. We will live within that that structure. They're not going to charge people what they can't afford for good services, for homes, for food. So we're going to watch an adjustment period. But what direction will Arizona take? It's one of the big questions I have. The other part of this has to do... With the economy and all the money that's in the economy, I want you to hear a little bit of a back and forth um, and about with some of the things that have happened. Um, And we're going to get to it uh, being uh, in just a bit. We're not going to do it right now, but I want to do this soon. And it has to do with Senator Kennedy talking about um, we've got taxed all of these subsidies for um, EVs. And when he says, you know, I'm, I'm all in favor of electric vehicles, but if they're so great, why do we have to pay people to drive them? And I think that's a great question. That is an excellent question. Why are we doing that? If they're a great idea, why are we subsidizing it? And the bigger thing for the economy is, for all of us, is part of the reason why we're raising interest rates is to stop the flood of money into our, into, into the economy. It makes it more expensive. It slows down business. And so we have a lot of this, um, happening and it's interesting to me um and this is what i want you to hear this is kennedy this is kennedy talking about the
1: evs Ms. hopper i i love solar energy i just want you to know that and i love electric cars but i gotta ask you this question i've been waiting to ask this uh if electric cars are so swell how come government has to pay people to drive them so i think um is Like most most government policies, right, are, are put in place to incent certain behaviors, and so that's part of the policy is that if we want more electric yeah, yeah, but cars, if they're so swell, why couldn't they, in just in a competitive market, you know, people, why wouldn't they be choosing electric cars over in, uh, internal combustion engine cars? I think they why, why do we have to pay people to drive them? But I, I wouldn't characterize it as paying people to drive them. But I would. Well, sure we are. We're giving a big old tax credit. As the government uh, having a policy to incent more uh, purchase of electric vehicles.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not paying them to drive. but We're giving them tax credits to incentivize them to drive them. I mean, kind of like we're paying them, I guess. So it's just an interesting conversation about why are we doing it this way if we're trying to slow down the economy? Why are we giving away tax credits in this regard? It's just a good question. Coming up in a moment, the Phoenix Union High School District. Has made a statement. They are rejecting school resource officers, at least for now. We're going to talk about the recommendation and why they went against it, and also a huge update about Arizona Christian University and the Washington Elementary School District. All of it's coming up here in just a moment.
1: Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so
0: much for being here. appreciate you spending some time with me as always. Happy Friday. A lot to get to today, of course. The uh, the big news this morning is there has been an arrest of a man for the killing of Lauren Heike. And uh, his name is uh, Zion William Teasley. He's 22 years old. A lot more information coming in about this suspect and a lot of questions being raised because of it. So we'll get to that coming up in just a bit. A um, couple of things when it comes to education. Obviously a big topic for me. The Phoenix Union High School District in a 40- To vote, decided decided to reject the safety committee's recommendation. So, the school board safety committee recommended a while ago that they reinstate school resource officers across the campuses of, of Phoenix Union High School District. That was a safety committee recommendation. They don't make the rules, they make recommendations. The board tabled a vote recently because they didn't want to vote on it. So then last night, kind of quietly, they thought they voted four to two to reject the safety committee's suggestions. Now, they can go back at a later point and institute this and put school resource officers back in on campus. But now they have in front of them all kinds of other options. By the way, I don't know if you've seen it recently, but there's another picture of a student on a Phoenix High School campus with a firearm floating around the, uh, the um Internet. It's all over Twitter. It's been sent to me a few times. Um, So this is still continuing in the Phoenix Union High School District. I live in Phoenix. There are many of you that are listening that live in Phoenix. At what point do we pressure the people that should be asking questions to start asking serious questions? Like, what are you waiting for? What is it exactly that you have against police officers on campus? And again, my humble suggestion is why not Freedom of Information Act requests across the district to find out how many weapons are being confiscated from students on campuses knives and guns? How often it's hap- happened? Why is it that a school administrator finds a couple of bags of fentanyl, whether it's, I think it was on a student, and why don't we know who that student is if you're bringing fentanyl to school? You know, why are we asking these questions? I think they're great questions. The other big update is this. If you remember, the Washington Elementary School District unceremoniously ended a contract with Arizona Christian University because one board member found out on ACU's website that they have a statement of faith, and in that statement of faith, they say that they believe Mary Between a man and a woman. So because of that, this board member was offended and thought the rest of the board should be offended, even though you're in an elementary school district and no student at ACU in the classroom in a Washington elementary school district classroom ever brought this up. It was never discussed. They're not discussing marriage. They're not discussing sexuality with elementary school kids. The school board member didn't like the statement of faith, so they ended the contract after five years. The Alliance Defending Freedom, the ADF, sued, filed a lawsuit. How about this? Two months after the Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys sued the Phoenix Area Washington Elementary School District for unlawfully cutting ties with Arizona Christian University because of its religious beliefs, the district's board voted Wednesday night to enter a new agreement allowing ACU students to teach in the district once again. As part of the settlement, Arizona Christian University versus Washington Elementary School District, the district also agreed to pay $25,000. In attorney's fees. So if you pay taxes in the Washington Elementary School District, this decision led by this one school board member cost you $25,000 because she didn't like the statement of faith at ACU. Let me remind you about the bigoted, close-minded people that are being accused of things here. I want you to really consider this because I am angry. And I don't live there in this district. But I'm angry. And here's Why? The reason why Washington Elementary School District did this because they believe that ACU's opinion is bigoted and hurtful. But ACU never said anything about that. The president of Arizona Christian University is Len Munsell. Len Munsell is a good man who's got a who just he's just a good guy. And he has run this school in a way that is above board. And these students are faith. Most of them are faithful students. They sign a statement of faith. This is their Christian beliefs. But these are good kids. These are students that have committed themselves to be educators in a state where we have an immense teacher shortage. And instead of embracing them, the Washington Elementary School District said, we don't like what you believe. So get out. Isn't it fascinating? They're calling ACU the bigots here. Arizona Christian University and Len Munsell and his wife, Tracy, both are very faith-based people. Obviously, they have been for a very long time. No one at ACU ever said to the Washington Elementary School District, We are not going to subject our students to your policies. Your policies on marriage in the elementary school district contradict what we believe. Therefore, we won't send our students into your buildings. Who's the closed minded one here? Who are the bigots? And obviously they knew they were going to lose in court because not only did they agree to sign a new contract, they're going to pay $25,000 in legal fees. So if you live in that district, you have a lot of questions you should be asking about the people you've elected to the school board. Again, I don't I'm not someone that calls for protest. I certainly don't call for riots. I don't call for violence. I'm not talking about, you know, pitchforks. I'm talking about votes. I'm talking about the people that live in that district. You've got the Phoenix Union High School District with everything else we're seeing. If we're seeing it, if you are seeing on social media firearms on Phoenix High School campuses, I guarantee you what you're seeing is the tip of the iceberg from what's really happening drugs and drug dealing guns and knives violent fights i've got multiple videos of brawls on phoenix campuses and they're dragging their feet because there are people on the school board that subscribe to a political ideology that hates the police so the kids at the phoenix union high school district are in harm's way because of a disagreement of political ideology parents You need to speak out. You need to run for the school board. You need to get those board members out and get new people in. Washington Elementary School District, this ideology from the cat-eared board member that wears cat ears to the board meetings cost you $25,000 for leading the charge the way she did against a bunch of kids who just want to be teachers. They weren't looking to be in the middle of a political fight. They weren't looking to be thrown out of classrooms. These are kids that want to be teachers at a time where we have a teacher shortage, and you're kicking them out of the classroom. Vote. Run for school board. Find candidates that will run for school board. I'll support you. Many of us will get behind you. Run for the school board. Be the difference makers. Be the difference makers. Coming up in a moment, I believe we are going to have with us once again Steve Zinsmeister and the Big Q poll question of the day. It's coming up in just a moment.
1: The GATOS Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Mike. So the Gator's Big Q poll question today, uh, based on a survey that I saw yesterday that says that most Americans, six out of ten Americans, work. Uh, they pretend to work, they pretend to be busy on the job ten-plus hours per week. So here's the question. How many hours per week do you pretend that you're working? Mm-hmm. Zero to five? five to ten or ten plus and apparently most of america is just slacking off
0: yeah fortunately we kind of get paid to slack
1: off don't we yeah, you know, that's kind of what Chad said yesterday. He's like, I get paid to watch soccer, which I'm not sure is entirely true. Uh, but, I mean, come on, Mike. You've got to have tips for people. You you know how to make it look like you're busy. Oh, absolutely.
0: Really busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been fooling the industry since I got into it for 15 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my trick is uh, really complex spreadsheets, and I put them all over my desk so that nice. when people walk by, they have no clue what that's about, and they don't want to know.
0: Well, thanks, Steve. That was, that's, an int- that's a good question, and have a good weekend. All right, man. You too. You earned it. All right, thanks. That's Steve Zins, my strength for Gatos and the Big Q poll question of the day brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. We are going to talk about election integrity and a new judge's decision.